0: Let's take a seat and we're going to read. This is 1 Peter chapter 2 and verses 18 to 25. There's uh, Bibles on our tables, you've got them on the phones, but however you do it, it's good to follow the passage as we read. Great, well let's read together. 1 Peter chapter 2 verses 18 to 25. Slaves, in reverent fear of God, submit yourselves to your masters, not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. For it is commendable if someone bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious of God. But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed for you were like sheep going astray but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Wow, what a passage. It's been echoing, I hope you've noticed, echoing through our evening already. As we've remembered Jesus' sacrifice for us, his unjust suffering, the way that he died instead of us. Because this passage is in the light of this that we've been celebrating um, this evening. We're going to uh, have time to... Um, speak together tonight, have conversations around our tables and uh, really we've divided this passage into two parts uh, this evening and uh, the title, well we could call it all kinds of things, but I've been thinking really as I've been preparing this, it just is full of unjust suffering and we're going to think about, because the passage is divided in this way, about ourselves, us. Suffering unjustly, how that can be, as strange as this sounds as we begin this exploration of this passage, it can be an act of worship. And then we're going to look at Jesus and his suffering injustice and see that that is an act of rescue. So we're going to read for a few minutes and then we're going to have some questions around our table. So let's begin with this first section as it begins in 18. We've read it together. Us. How could it be an act of worship? I don't know whether you can think of unjust suffering that you've experienced. Perhaps betrayal of a a friend. Um, Perhaps somebody speaking about you things that aren't true, perhaps being overlooked for things that you deserve. And all of those things are very painful. Some things can have happened years and years ago, and yet somehow they still affect us all these years later. These people who are receiving this letter are in an even more extreme situation. Some of the people who are now following Jesus are slaves. And they some of them are under good masters, like Onesimus. The letter of Philemon was written to a master, and it was about his slave Onesimus coming home. I'm sure that Philemon would have been a a good, a just master. But some of them were evil people who were cruelly treating these slaves. the instruction in this letter, in verse 19, or in verse 18, is that they should be submissive to their masters. And as they're submitting to the cruelty of their master, they're to be kind of looking over that master's shoulder to the ultimate master, the master that Dan was speaking about last week. And in verse 19, it says that it's commendable if someone bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious of God. Maybe some of us tonight are in the middle of some situation that is so painful because of the injustice. And here the Holy Spirit is asking us not to look into the eyes of those who are judging us and bringing that injustice, instead to look over their shoulder into the eyes of the righteous, exalted judge, the God who will judge the whole earth. Those who are receiving injustice as well as those who are meting out the injustice. These slaves are reading this in this painful situation and they're being told to be conscious of God, the higher judge. Then in verse 21, it's even more challenging because Peter writes, to this you were called because Christ suffered for you. As believers in Jesus as these slaves who are believing in Jesus, in this extreme situation, we are called to experience injustice. It's going to happen. If we're living for Jesus, we're going to suffer as a result, unfairly. And this passage, as Peter writes his letter, he says, look, as you suffer unfairly, look beyond. To the judge, the higher judge, the God who will judge the earth. And he says in verse 21, you've been called to this kind of life by Jesus. And there's one more thing he says. He says that as we experience injustice, as these slaves experience injustice, they are following in Jesus's Steps. See that at the end of verse 21? Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. There are brothers and sisters across the world tonight who are suffering the most awful injustice because of their faith in Jesus. But they endure... They press on because they are conscious of the higher judge. They know that they are called to a life of sacrifice. Jesus said, take up your cross, take up your execution stick and follow me. They're prepared to live like that because they're following in Jesus' steps. Wasn't it brilliant this morning when John spoke about those two characters? There's Mr. Blendin, and Mr. Standout, I thought that was a brilliant illustration. If you weren't here, Mr. Blendin, he's pretty quiet about his faith that seems to die as his story proceeds. And he ends up with all sorts of wealth. Mr. Standout is committed to following Jesus and speaking up whatever the cost. And he showed us this morning how the, we are called to be those who stand out whatever suffering comes as a result. Well, we're going to talk more about these things around our tables in just a moment. But let's look at the second part of this passage, which is unjust suffering. How Jesus, through unjust suffering, well, this was an act of rescue. He performed an act of rescue. We read in verse 22, he committed no sin, no deceit was found in his mouth. Verse 23, when they hurled their insults at him, he didn't retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. So again, Jesus, just as we are called to be aware of the higher judge, the highest judge, it was because Jesus was aware of the ultimate judgment that he remained steadfast as he endured that suffering. In verse 24, we've read it already, he bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. And then it says at the end of verse 24, by his wounds you have been healed as Jesus faced that unjust suffering he did so conscious of a higher judge he was doing it bearing our sins he was doing it to bring our healing we'll read the last verse in a few minutes time we've already read it once but we'll read it together in a few minutes time but let's think about the so kind of question and we're going to think about this around our tables we want to ask ourselves around our tables how does this passage shape the way that we respond to unjust suffering let's ask each other too what do we learn about jesus's sacrifice here in this passage and then read verse 24 together Does this relate to your experience, your story in any way? Let's spend a few minutes around our tables asking ourselves the big question, so what? We've just read this passage, got a a sketch of what it says, but how does it hit our lives? Let's talk around our tables for a few minutes now. We're going to uh, come back around our tables in a minute to uh, to pray, but I wonder how your conversations have been going. Um, I'm sure you haven't exhaustively answered every question, but we're going to keep on thinking about this for a few moments, and then we're going to uh, pray together. I was, uh, I was chatting with, uh, with Dave, actually, Dave Fancott, this morning, and we were talking through this passage, and, uh, and he said, Andy, you know, I think part of this passage is you have to, it's right to recognize injustice. Not to just say, oh this is, not just to pretend that it's all okay. But when you are being treated unjustly, to recognize that. And then to choose to endure it because you're looking at Jesus, you're following his example. We want to be those who recognize injustice. Who recognize that, that higher judge. Who look at Jesus as this passage is calling us to do. And actually, through that suffering, know Jesus better. Jesus was the, is the most glorious. The name above all names. And he laid it all aside... And became something that was nothing. That he was crucified in our place. He went from the very high to the absolute lowest. And as we experience injustice. This passage seems to be saying to us. As we follow in his steps. We know Jesus better. Let's with these points on the wall, and just have a few minutes around our tables to, to pray together in the light of these things. We can carry on the conversations in a few minutes' time afterwards as well. But let's around our tables pray in the light of the, those things that have been shared in these last few moments. You know, the last verse of that passage that we've been reading tonight says this you were like sheep going astray but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls it might be that tonight there are some of us who haven't realized the unjust suffering that Jesus went through so that we could experience rescue who hadn't realized that Jesus took our sins our wrongness on himself when he died on that cross and tonight he's calling us as sheep gone astray to return to him the shepherd and overseer of our souls it might be that others of us have been wandering and out and lost because of our response to unjust suffering that we've experienced And we are trying to make sense of it, and we are angry, and we are cross, and we think life shouldn't be like this. But tonight we're hearing that we're called, actually, as an act of worship, to be conscious, even back then, perhaps in that past events, in those times of injustice, or in the present, the injustice that you're facing now, that there is a higher judge, that you're called by Jesus to endure in this tough situation. And that actually, as you're going through these things, you're following in Jesus' steps. And as we allow God to reorder our response to that unjust uh, suffering, we too can experience a a refreshment in our relationship with Jesus, like a a returning uh, to him. We're going to sing a beautiful song as we close, and then I'll pray. This song, it speaks of giving our lives to follow, laying down our lives for the Lord Jesus. Let's stand up together, shall we?